الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فحياكم الله جميعا وبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله للجلسة هنا I discover in this sitting, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it one which is mubarakah, a jalsa, a government which is blessed and a means of our near, drawing nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as well as a means of our reward in the akhirah. Now, the intent with this lesson, as it's been such a long time, you know, by the fadl of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed for us to resume these lessons and resume these gatherings. And so because it's been such an extended period of time where we haven't had these lessons here uh, on Thursday evenings, then the intent is just to go through uh, a quick recap of some of the ma'lumats that we haven't uh, gone through previously, or we've gone through previously, and we have, it's been such a long time, just so that we don't forget them. And Kamal Yuqal, and it's stated in the Arabic state, in saying, in repetition, is benefit. And so, what we tend to do today is go through what is referred to as Ru'us al Aklam. In Ru'us al Aklam, Meaning, yani, the main points going on through the main points of the text, inshallah. And inshallah, we hope that this will benefit uh, ourselves as well as be a means of benefit for anyone that has come yani, for the first time and has missed some of the previous lessons in the last subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So it'll be a very quick recap, inshallah. And then thereafter, um, in our, the lessons after this that we intend inshallah to continue with the dhurus as they are inshallah barakallahu fikum and so the text begins with the basmalah al-shaykh al-islam muhammad ibn abdul wahab begins with the basmalah and shaykh zaid before discussing the basmalah he discusses the importance of this text for the talib ilm right, for the student of knowledge that the student knowledge cannot state that he is sufficed of studying such a text. If a person is seeking to understand the correct creed of the Muslim, what the Muslim believes, then this text, Usul al-Falatha, is from those texts that the student knowledge must study. And the general Muslim as well. That the general Muslim should have an understanding of this. And texts such as these that you find that are important, for example, you have Al-Qawa'id Al-Arba'ah, and in the four principles, likewise, Kashf al-Shurbahat, likewise, Kitab al-Tawheed, all of them by Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab. And thereafter, you have Al-Aqidah Wasitiyah, Al-Hamawiyah, Al-Tadmuriyah, wa Aqidah Al-Tahawiyah. And these are, the, these are the, the books that are understood and, is, and, and the student knowledge is encouraged to study these after studying the books of Tawheed and Uluhiyah or the books by Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad al And likewise, this is the advice of our Shaykh, Shaykh Rabia ibn Hadi al-Madkhali. 
And the Shaykh, he mentions that the individual, once he's finished studying these books of Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, yani, studying Al-Qa'ad al-Arba, studying this book that we have, yani, the book, Bayna Aydina, this particular text, yani, Falafta Usul, then what he's encouraged to study, yani, Al-Aqita Wasitiyah by Shaykh al-Islam and Taymiyyah. And so this is the advice of the ulama, of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, and thereafter, we're going to discuss Ayda Basmala. Ayda Qawl Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And at the Basmala, Shaykh al Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahhabi begins with the Basmala in accordance with the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. So it's in accordance with the Book of Allah due to the fact that the Basmala. I, the, the, the Quran, every surah in the Quran begins with the basmala except for which surah? It was a tawbah. So every surah begins with the basmala except for surah tawbah. Naam. And we mentioned as well a discussion about why surah tawbah doesn't begin with the basmala. And the mufassirun, they differ in relation to why. Do they remember the two reasons that, that each, each, each stated? Why is Surah Tawbah does not begin the best manner? Which is? It's a continuation of the previous Surah now, but which Surah is it? It's not Anbiya. Surah Tal and Fal. <laughs> now, Surah Al-Anfal. So, some of the Ahl-Im, they state that this is a continuation from Surah Al-Anfal, hence why there's no basmala. Others mention what? Why does Surah Tawbah not have the basmala? And this is how it's revealed. And due to the fact that it's revealed without the basmala. And this is Allah's best seems to be the stronger of the two opinions. So, the basmala, as you mentioned, is in accordance with the Book of Allah, as well as the basmala is in accordance with the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in which he, alayhi salatu wasallam, when he began with his writings, he would begin with the basmala. He began by addressing people with the basmala, and when he was, when he would write to the umara in the rulers of different lands, he would begin by addressing them with the basmala, and. Uh, thereafter, he goes on to mention Shaykh al Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, goes on to mention, I'lam, yani know, Rahimakallah, yani know, may Allah have mercy on you. This word I'lam means, I, has the meaning of ta'allam, yani learn. So it says, it literally means know, but ta'allam, yani. What you understand from this is that the Shaykh is encouraging the individual to learn, learn that which will come after. Now we understand, we'll come after. And this I'lam, this word I'lam as well, is min tanbih. Yeah, it's to draw your attention, to grab your attention. Is that you must have tarqiz, you must have a concentration and focus for that which will follow. Due to the ahamiyah, the importance of that which will follow. And so this is why he states those words, I'lam. And thereafter, he mentions, Rahimakallah, yani may Allah have mercy upon you. Because this is from the adab and the mannerisms that 
the teacher has with his student. That from the manners the teacher has with his student, no doubt, is that he wants good for his student. He wants يعني, any form of khair to come by to come his student's way. This is the this is the adab of the of the of the sheikh in relation to his talib. And so with that, the in the the, the sheikh no doubt will make dua for him. He will make it clear and abundantly يعني, no, I make it absolutely clear that he was good for that student. What is the best way to make it manifest that he was good for someone, except that he made dua for them. You supplicate for them. And so when he's asking, يعني, may Allah Ta'ala have mercy upon you, then this is asking, no doubt, for the mercy of Allah Ta'ala upon anyone that comes across the text. Whether it be someone that's listening to it, one that is reading it, one that is in the, the lessons, hearing it, anyone that, is, that, that comes across this text, he, Rahimahullah, is asking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon them. Thereafter, he mentions, that it is an obligation upon us to learn four masail, four issues. And so this is the obligation and the, the, the meaning of obligation is that an obligation is my yuthab fa'iluhu. And whoever does the action that's obligatory, he's rewarded. And the one that leaves it off, however, may face punishment. He's blameworthy for leaving it off. And opposite of that, of course, is haram. There's something which is haram. Yu'aqab fa'iluhu. And the person is blameworthy if they do it. However, the one that leaves it off is rewarded. And so these four issues that will follow are four issues that are all obligatory. Four issues that are all obligatory. The first of them is al-ilm. The first of them is ilm, yani sure knowledge. And the intent is al-ilm al-shari'i. It's the knowledge of the sharia. I know that the Sharia, yani the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah And so when we hear in relation to Deen, yani the Itlaq, yani the mentioning of Al-Ilm, yani knowledge, then we understand from that that the ref- this is referring to Ilm al-Shari, to the Ilm of the Sharia. Naam. So we're not going to say now it's an obligation that the person has Ilm of mathematics or Ilm of the particular languages. No, rather, the ilm of the deen is an obligation. I, the person, when he goes out to seek knowledge, it's an obligation for, upon him. I, and there's a, it's, the obligation may differ in relation to the knowledge, I, in relation to the science. So when it comes to the etikad, the creed, I, when it comes to tawheed, the knowledge in relation to this is an obligation. Knowledge in relation to this is an obligation. It's It's an obligation upon every single individual to have knowledge of Tawheed. And when it comes to the affair of maybe having knowledge when it comes to the rulings of buying and selling, that this is what we refer to as Fardul Kifaya. This is is knowledge which is an obligation upon the community. It's a communal obligation. However, if some of them establish the action, then the obligation is removed from others. So, for example, 
if we say that the person needs to have knowledge, or we have to have knowledge of the rulings in terms of trade. Naam. What are the rulings, Islamic rulings in terms of trade? Naam. Then with this, if some individuals learn it from the, 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 the community, then it's not an obligation upon the rest. However, if no one establishes that obligation, then they are all blameworthy. Naam. So where, here, where the Sheikh is referring to an end, then no doubt, first and foremost, of course, he's referring to an ilm al-shari'i, the ilm of the sharia. Likewise as well, he's referring to the ilm, specifically when it comes to the creed, because that's an obligation upon every single individual. And then he goes on to say, al-ilm, wa huwa ma'rifatullah. Al-ilm, knowledge is ma'rifatullah, knowledge of Allah. And Sheikh Muhammad Aman al-Jami, he mentions a clear distinction between ma'rifah wa ilm. And when we refer to ilm, and when we refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we use the word ilm. I refer to knowledge. When we refer to mankind, then we can use ilm or we can use ma'rifah. The difference being is that when it comes to ma'rifah, ma'rifah is something that has been preceded by jahl. Ma'rifah is something that's been preceded by ignorance. So a person did not know something, and now they know it. Naam, of course, this cannot be attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because his ilm, his knowledge is infinite. And so, when we say ilm, and refer to Allah ta'ala, we use the word ilm. We will not say the ma'rifah, Allah's ma'rifah. And so, here, where Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab is referring to the ma'rifah to Allah, then no doubt... He's referring to the abd, the servant. That the servant must have knowledge of Allah. And so he may not have, may not have had knowledge of Allah previously. And so it's preceded by jahl. But thereafter, he has knowledge of his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thereafter, he mentions, or thereafter, or within this ma'rifatullah, we understand from it, is that the person understands and he affirms that Allah ta'ala is the Khaliq al-Raziq al-Mutasarrif fi-Amri. So he's the creator, he's the provider. He's the one that disposes of the affairs within the creation. And that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is mustahik lil-ibadah. Who are mustahik lil-ibadah? He's the one that is deserving of the worship. When worship is directed, it's only directed to Allah ta'ala alone. And that... When it comes to the Ma'afatullah, likewise as well, that we affirm that he has the Sifat al-Husna, Naam, or he has al-Asma al-Husna wa Sifat al-Ula. That he has beautiful names, lofty attributes. And that we understand and we affirm these names and attributes in a manner that is befitting to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise as well, we have Ma'afatun Nabi. I said from knowledge is having knowledge of the Prophet and so within this knowledge of the Prophet is that we affirm him as an individual who he is as an individual yani he والسلام, is Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim Hashim ibn Quraysh likewise when it comes to the love for the Nabi والسلام, is mahabbat al-fawq mahabbat al-nafs and so the love for the Prophet ﷺ is that you love him more than you love any other individual. And this is in accordance with the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, 
radiallahu anhu, where he mentions, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi mentioned, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين that none of you truly believe until I become more beloved to you than your own child, your own father, and all of mankind. And so there is no individual from amongst yani, insan that a person can love more than he loves the Prophet Likewise as well, when it comes to ma'rif of the Nabi, the third affair, is that the person loves that which he came with. Jumlatan wa tafsila. So he loves that which he came with, yani, whether it be yani, generally or specifically. Like he loves the sunnah. Yeah, he loves the sunnah. And no doubt, along with that love for the sunnah, he has love for the people of this sunnah. Because it's one and the same. You have love for the, pe- you have love for the sunnah, you love for the people that came with that sunnah. Or are adhering to that sunnah. And likewise, from the affair of Ma'rifa to Nabi, is an amal bidalik. Raja'an rahmatullah. Wa khashyat al-uqubati. And so, likewise as well, from this affair, is that the person acts upon that sunnah. So he has knowledge of the sunnah, he loves the sunnah. He loves it generally, he loves it specifically. And he acts upon it, hoping for the reward of Allah and fearing the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And finally, was part of the final part in terms of this ilm is ma'rifat al-deen al-islam bil-adillah bil-adillah so he has knowledge of the deen of Islam the religion of Islam with the proofs so he has knowledge of the religion of Islam with the proofs Islam referring to the Islam in the, the, the Prophet sallallahu came with by Islam which is, in, which is encompassing and comprehensive of Islam iman and ihsan he has knowledge of it all and there's knowledge of it all with its proofs, adilla. Now, what is considered to be adilla in Islam essentially is the kitab, the sunnah, as mentioned as well, call of sahabi, al which is the consensus, consensus of the Muslim, al qiyas as well. So when an example is given in order to compare and it's comparable to a ruling that is or a ruling that has already been given and is used to uh, or is used in place of a new ruling as well. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter, the Shaykhi mentions were amalu bihi they acting upon it. So you have knowledge and they act upon it. Naam. And that action is one of importance. <clears throat> that knowledge and action go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And so if the person, for example, if the individual is acting, however, he doesn't have knowledge, then this is the example of the Nasara. I act about ilm. And if you have the individual that has ilm, he doesn't act upon it. This is an example of Yehud. Where they leave off acting upon that ilm, that certain knowledge that they had. Thereafter, 
We understand, as mentioned by the ulama, from them, Imam Ahmed, that from the thamarat of the ilm, and from the fruits of the knowledge, are the actions. And Ibn Rajab, he mentions that ilm cannot be considered to be ilm al nafiq So knowledge is not regarded as being beneficial knowledge until it is acted upon. Al-ilm, ilm is ilm al nafiq beneficial knowledge once it is acted upon. Thereafter, we have the third, which is yani the call to it, the da'wah. So it's not just that the person acts upon that ilm, but he calls others to it, he invites others to the, to that, to that khayr, he invites others to the haqq. And this is an obligation. Likewise, along with that, that the person invites others to the truth. And this is in accordance with the khisal of this ummah, either the defining characteristics of this ummah, is that we are individuals as an ummah that enjoy the good and forbid the evil. Kuntum khayru ummatin ukhujat linnas. Kuntum khayru ummatin ukhujat linnas. Ta'amaruna bil ma'roof yu tan'awna ayam munkari. Naam, that you are the best of the nation that have come from mankind. Had this nation of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. You enjoy the good and you forbid the evil. And finally, thereafter, what is mentioned is as-sabr ala al-adha fihi. That the person has sabr. The person has patience when it comes to the harms in that way. Any harms that may befall and they'll be trialed with. And that the what? The da'i, if he's traversing upon the way of the anbiya, one mursaleen, uh, his da'wah is in accordance with the da'wah of the, the prophets and messengers, then he must understand and he must accept that along with that will come the trials. It may not be the exact trials that the anbiya and mursaleen faced. However, they faced trials as a result of their da'wah. And if the person traverses upon the same path and upon the same manhaj, the same methodology in da'wah, then he, will, he could understand and expect to face trials likewise. And that's the proof which is used for these four things. amal, da'wah, sabr is surah al-asr. The surah al-asr, where Allah Ta'ala mentions, wal-asr, inna al-insana la fi khusr. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِنُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاسُوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسُوا بِالصَّبْرِ Yani by time indeed all of mankind will be in a loss. Except for those who believe. Do righteous actions. Enjoying the truth to one another, enjoying one another upon patience. So this affair of Iman, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَيْ those believe. You cannot have Iman except with ilm. You cannot have Iman except that you... Have knowledge of what you believe in. Likewise, the action, the righteous action, follow on from that iman, and calling people to that, and having sabr, having patience in that regard. Thereafter, Sheikh Al Islam, or thereafter, Sheikh Al Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahhab, mentioned the statement of Imam Shafi'i. لو ما أنزل الله هجة على خلقه إلا هذه السورة لكفتهم. That if Allah did not send a proof upon His Ummah 
except for this surah then it would, be, it would have sufficed them not that this is the only surah, it's not understood from that this is, this, is the, this is the only surah that needs to that is needed for the Muslims in order them to, for them to practice their deen however within this surah lays out all of the qawaid and the usul of a person's Islam and lays out all that the person needs to follow in order to adhere to that which is khair for them in the dunya and the akhirah. Hence why Imam Shafi'i mentions this particular statement. And thereafter he mentions the statement of Al-Bukhari. And the statement of Bukhari is Bab al-ilm qabla qawli wal-amal. Wa dalilu qawlu ta'ala fa'lam annahu la ilaha illallah wa staghfir li dhanbik. And thereafter, Bukhari, he mentions Ayat al-Dalil, or he mentions in his tarjima, in his, in his title, in uh, his Sahih, the chapter of Il, knowledge, precedes speech and action. And thus he mentions the proof, the saying of Allah Ta'ala, Surah Muhammad, know that there is no deity worthy of worship besides Allah, and seek forgiveness for your sins. Uh, this is the adillah. This is the proof. And so, this particular statement by Bukhari is, and we understand from Sahih Bukhari as well, the manner in which Bukhari himself, rahimahullah, would title his chapters. He would title his chapters as adillah in of itself. And he would title his chapters as almost as if it's a dars within and in of itself. So he would use the chapter in order for a person to understand, further understand the ahadith that would follow. And the istidla, the word istidla, the, why, the reason why these chapters, these particular ahadith are mentioned together, for example. And so this particular chapter that he mentions is uh, understood and no doubt can be taken as a qaida islamiyya, yani an Islamic principle that knowledge precedes speech and action. A person cannot act, yani islamically. Person cannot say anything Islamically except that those that speech or those actions are is preceded by yani sure knowledge yani ilm sharia ilm of the sharia and so this is what Sheikh Al Islam Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahab mentions in his introduction and inshallah we'll conclude with this here for today inshallah zakumakidan Inshallah, we bit munasaba if it's if it's uh, fitting then inshallah we'll go on to just continue where we left on next week. But it's just uh, something that we want to just go through some some sort some form of recap due to the fact that it's been uh, it's been a prolonged amount of time since we've last had a lesson. So just wanted to spend some time going through some of the, the points that we mentioned previously. Wallahu ta'ala. أعلم جزاكم الله خيرا وبارك الله فيكم وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه بارك الله فيكم جزاكم الله خيرا وآخر دعوانا والحمد لله رب العالمين